Clients on Demand teaches coaches, consultants, thought leaders, and professional service providers how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for your clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All of this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey guys, it's Russ Rafino with Clients On Demand, and today I am joined by the amazing, the dynamic, the brilliant, and oh so handsome, Mr. Mark Von Muser, our Director of Sales here at Clients On Demand. And like I said, today we're going to be talking about three early warning signs that your coaching business is headed for disaster. Look, guys, we've been doing this for a long time. I've been in this business for 10 years now. We've done over $63 million in high-ticket coaching sales in just the past few years, and we have seen a lot of coaches come and go. We've seen people have a lot of success and then completely self-sabotage. We've seen people never get their business off the ground in the first place. We've had our clients that have gone from just making every mistake in the book until they found us, and then now they, they, they were able to iron things out, and they've had incredible meteoric success. So we're, we really know what we're talking about when it comes to like the early warning signs that maybe something isn't right. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Mark, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. Blessed and grateful. Excited to be here. It's uh, If we can pass on, I know we've seen this so many times, Russ, but it, it breaks my heart when you see somebody that really has a desire to serve, but they can't get their business off the ground and they don't even know why it's not working. And I know the world will be better if they're doing that. Secondly, the ones that start to do okay. And then they either get cocky entitled, they get out of flow, but they don't know what the warning signs are to look at. And all of a sudden their business goes belly up. So by the end of the show today, I'm excited. We'll be able to show people kind of what to look for and make sure that you're not one of those people that's getting caught up in that. Yeah. Guys, listen, the, the key to creating good outcomes is to have a clear understanding of what's happening. I mean, and, and, and that sounds like so obvious when you say it, but so many people, unfortunately, are living in fantasy land. You know, things aren't working. You're ignoring the warning signs. If you guys ever watch a show like The Prophet, where, uh, which I think is on CNBC, Marcus Lemonis comes in and, and takes these businesses that are failing and, and turns them around. Or if you ever watch a show like Shark Tank, you know, there's so many situations where the business owner is just absolutely clueless about what is happening in the business. And so, you know, guys like Mark Cuban and, and um, the other guys on Shark Tank, like they know, they can they can spot it right away, like why this business isn't working. And when Marcus goes in there, it's like, okay, it's really obvious why this business isn't working. But so many times the business owner just has blinders on and just has no clue that things are not on the right trajectory. So that is not where we want you to be. Whether you're one of our clients or whether you're someone that hasn't worked with us yet, we want you obviously to have a successful coaching business. That's the reason that we're here. We turn coaches and experts into millionaires. That's what we do. So it's very important that if things are off track, that you can see it quickly and that you don't go into denial. You don't lie to yourself. You just take it at face value. Hey, you know what? What I'm doing isn't working because from that point, you can change your approach. You know, so many people just don't even want to look and see what's going on. You don't know the numbers. You don't know how much money you made last month or how much you made the month before. You don't know what your profits are. You don't know any of that stuff. And if you don't know that stuff, again, you're just kind of flying with blinders on. And 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 I did that for a really long time in the beginning of my business. I really did. I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not a detail guy. I'm a big picture guy. Most of you probably are too. And so when it came to tracking things like my click-through rate on my ads and all this other stuff, I literally was just like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. But the, the God's honest truth, guys, is that you need to know your numbers. You need to know what's going on in your business. And 
And the truth is that your numbers are nothing to be afraid of if, and there's a big if, if it makes you change your approach. So the mistake that you can make is either to just ignore your numbers in the first place, which is never a good idea, or to look at those numbers and just keep doing the same thing over and over again and hope it's going to change because that's not a good strategy either. You got to take that data, but let that data empower you to say, you know what, man, my business is not doing what I want it to do. I'm not getting the kind of clients I want. I'm not making the kind of money I want. And instead of letting that shut you down, you take a second and you recognize, hey, you know what? The reason this is happening is because of the choices I made yesterday and the day before and the day before that. The reason that I'm experiencing what I am experiencing today is what I've been doing for the last week, the last month, the last year. And if you want to experience something different tomorrow, all you have to do is change your approach. So be aware of what's going on in your business. We're going to go over these three warning signs, but if you're seeing stuff in your business that you don't like, or if what we're about to tell you raises some red flags, don't let it paralyze you. Don't let it shut you down. Take a second, check in with yourself and change your approach. Make sense? One of the greatest moments for us is when somebody has a truthful conversation with their with themselves and the truth. Yes. And when you look at it, you can very easily look at your bank account. You can say, okay, is it growing? Am I getting more clients? And all these different variables, because you can't hide from that. I'm not talking about how hard you've been working or, or how much effort, but at the end of the day, it's like if I'm in weight loss, I stood on the scale for the last 90 days and I didn't drop any weight or I put more weight on. If the goal was to lose weight, it's not working. It's not good or bad. It means your approach isn't working. So when somebody looks at the scale, whether it's on the weight or they look at their bank account, which is the scale of your business, and they decide, it's like, look, I want more. I'm worth more. My clients need me more. And when you have an honest conversation, only then do I find people will make the changes needed. And when they do, it's great because it doesn't mean you're lazy. It doesn't mean whatever. But if you're using the wrong approach or you're not applying it properly, it's no wonder you're not getting clients and not having the impact you're meant to have. And then your bank account's going to follow. So it's important that everybody come to this conversation. There's no judgment here. It's simply that we want to do whatever we can do to give you warnings so that your business can thrive. Because if you miss one of them, you're in trouble. Absolutely. So guys, that brings us to the first warning sign. And this is a real simple one. You're not getting a consistent flow of new clients. You're not getting a consistent flow of new clients. And, and this is a really easy one to check in with yourself on. How many clients did you get last month? How many clients did you get the month before that? What was a new client worth to you? Are you seeing your income go up and up and up? Or are you seeing it kind of do this? Or maybe you're just seeing it do that. <laughs> That's definitely not what we want. And we really don't want it to do that. So the first thing to check in with yourself on is are you getting a consistent flow of new clients? If you're not, that means your business is on life support because getting those new clients in the door is the most important thing. Now, look, you'll hear me say all the time that in the big picture, the most important thing is the difference you're making in the world. And that's true. But look, if you don't have any new clients, you don't have anybody to work with, you can't make a difference at all because there's nobody there to, for you to make a difference for. So the primary focus, your primary focus should always be in having what's called deal flow in your business, where there's constantly new clients coming into your business in a consistent and predictable way. It shouldn't be feast or famine. It should be every month you're getting 10 new clients like clockwork. 
You know, the save a $5,000 program. If you're getting 10 new clients a month, you're making $50,000 a month like clockwork. And then you're there and then you should be able to continue to build based on that. But if your income is fluctuating wildly, or if it's just not going anywhere at all, you have to make some changes in your approach and you got to do it fast. Russ, let me, I want to put some qualifiers on that too, because a lot of times I hear people say, oh, well, I'm brand new. I'm not expecting to make money. Hence, that's why you're not, by the way, that com not expecting to make money combined with the bad strategy and bad mentorship, that's a guaranteed recipe for failure. But secondly, it's like when you, when you're not getting new clients, if you're new, it's, it's like, think about buying a restaurant, Russ, you buy a restaurant. Oh, well, we're brand new. So I'm not expecting clients. Whoa, what? How long can that happen before you don't have clients? You know, they, the, you know, many restaurants do really good. And it's the same thing with us. When somebody knows how to build a coaching business, the fact that they're new doesn't matter. Uh, we were just talking about Kate the other day. Kate didn't have any list. She didn't have any, didn't even have her offer dialed in. She didn't know. I remember when you asked her about what's your outcome, she didn't know what you meant by what's your outcome. I mean, she had nothing and she started out and it took her a little while to get, get going. But now last month she did 400,000 a month. And there's other people as well that came in and know how to get clients. And it doesn't matter if you're new. You don't need a huge list. You don't need to have had content. You don't need to have market presence for the last decade. If you know how to get clients, you're in a different conversation than people that don't. If you don't know how to get clients, your business and your future are massively at risk. And if you're established, if you're established, it's even more of a problem too, because you've already worn through your warm network. You've already worn through the other areas. And if you're not getting consistent clients, you're in trouble. Russ, you've said this a bunch, but it's like sales will solve everything. Mm -hmm. So, well, Mark, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, we have people who come out, who reach out to talk to us all the time. And, and sometimes we get on the phone with these people and it's like, cool, how many clients did you enroll last month? And the answer is zero. And how many clients did you enroll the month before? Oh, I got one, but then they refund it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then how many clients did you get the month before that? Oh, I got two and that was it. This would be totally unacceptable in any other business in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, Mark's right. If you have a donut store and nobody walks into your donut store for an entire month, guess what? You're going out of business. But so often as coaches, we go, oh, you know, it'll turn around. Oh, it'll, it'll sort itself out. Oh, everything will be okay. But if you don't change your approach, it's not going to change your results. Do you understand? If you want a different result, you have to do something different. When we have coaches who come to work with us and their business just isn't working, they're not getting the clients, right? We look at everything, their marketing, their strategy, their sales, their advertising, their mindset, how they're thinking about this, their beliefs, all of these things, because these things all have to change in order to produce a radically different result. So if you're just thinking that, you know, somehow it's going to turn around and, and it's all good, it's not, it really isn't, but that doesn't have to disempower you. You know what I mean? That doesn't have to let the wind out of your sails. When you're honest with yourself and you admit to yourself that it ain't working, then guess what? That is an incredibly powerful place to be because now you can go out there and find a new approach and do something different. You know, people think that's an awful place to be to sit there and go, oh, I'm failing or, oh, it's not working. No, it's a great place to be as long as you're honest with yourself about it because hitting that point of failure, it's like, okay, cool. Now I know it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Let me go find something that does. So this whole idea of failure being a bad thing has to be totally recontextualized for you. Um, someone said, I think it was Winston Churchill. I'm not sure. I'm probably going to misquote him horribly. And uh, you guys can let me know in the comments who really said this, but somebody said, 
Success is the ability to go from failure to failure without any loss of enthusiasm. And there's definitely some truth to that because you should be able to try something and then it doesn't work out. Okay, cool. Then you try something new and it doesn't work out. Then you try something new and it doesn't work out. And then you try something and it does work out because it only has to hit for you one time. I've tried in my business when I was first starting out, literally every single strategy that you could possibly try to make money online, as long as I thought it was ethical and as long as I thought it, there wasn't anything gross about it, okay? But but a lot of that stuff didn't work. And then eventually I got to the point where I found the strategy that we use today. And that's been responsible for $63.8 million in high ticket coaching sales as of today. And for our clients, that's produced over a billion dollars in sales for them. So it's a strategy that works, but like I never would have gotten to this point if I wasn't willing to try and fail and try and fail. Now, what you want to do if you're smart is to shorten that learning curve, to shorten that cycle of trying stuff that doesn't work. And the biggest shortcut to doing that is to invest in mentoring and just learn from someone who's already got this stuff figured out. That's going to save you a lot of trial and error. So don't be afraid of failure if failure makes you change your approach. If failure makes you throw in the towel and say, oh, I don't want to do this, then that's it. That sucks. That's the end. Or if if, if you're failing, but you, you don't even want to acknowledge that you're failing and you want to just keep doing the same thing, that's also a big trap. So, so allow failure to not be something that disempowers you. Allow it to be something that springs you into action, right? If we're not, if in my business, if we're not getting the results we want, it means we've got to change something. As painful as that might be, as difficult as that might be, we got to make a change and we got to do it fast. So allow that failure to empower you to change direction and try a different approach. Make sense? Um, Russ, it reminds me of skateboarders. No, None of the skateboarders are saying, wow, well, sure, you pulled off that triple, quadruple, you know, 360 degree ollie with the backflip, but you missed it 10 times in a row. It's amazing watching the, the X Games and some of these extreme skaters, watching how many times they will miss something knowing they only need to learn how to hit it once. And they're training their nervous system, but it's part of their culture where it's interesting because I've never heard skaters ever saying, oh, well, he missed it 10 times in a row. They don't. You just take the licks, get back up. Hopefully you didn't break something and they keep going. What would happen in business if you had that same mentality? And it's like, show up there and it's like, hey, I'm not getting clients. My way's not working. That content marketing isn't working. Oh, wow. You know what? I need to quit worrying about the non-important. Maybe I should focus on this. Maybe I should get a better mentor. And instead of that, most people just are afraid, like you said, either to start the game or they're afraid to go ahead and modify and change. And Mark, it's funny that you bring that up because I was just watching that show, um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, where right. like he'll get a, go get a cool vintage car and he'll pick up, you know, I don't know, Chris Rock or someone and they'll go get coffee and they just kind of shoot, shoot the breeze for, for a while. And uh, I forget who he was talking to. I forget who the guest was, but uh, they were talking about that. They were talking about that willingness to get up and fail and get up and fail. And that's the reality for comedians, just like it's the reality for coaches or for anybody starting a business, right. you know? Even a guy like Jerry Seinfeld, how many times do you think he got up on stage and just bombed? You know, but yeah. but he he learned from that experience and got up and, and did it again and did it again and did it again. And that's how you create skill. And one of the things he mentioned was about skateboarders. He was like, you know, uh, someone asked him, hey, man, do you think the current generation has uh, the, the kind of grit that you need to persist through failure? And he said, you know what makes me feel better? He said, makes me feel better is when I'm driving around and I see those kids in the skate park. And they're, they're trying different tricks and they fall and they fall and they fall and they get back up and they try it again and they try it again. And he said, whenever I see one of those kids, I think to myself, you know what? That kid's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. 
And that's such a huge lesson, right? Take it from a guy like Jerry Seinfeld, who's worth, I don't know, three quarters of a billion dollars or some insane mm -hmm. amount of money, that failure is not the end of the world if you get back up and change your approach. So that's the, one, of the, one of the biggest warning signs that your business isn't working, guys, is that you just don't have the clients coming in the door. And if you don't, you gotta do something different. Make sense? All right, let's talk about that second thing, that second early warning sign that, you're, that it's not working, and that is depending on a luck-based strategy. Depending on a luck-based strategy. So the simplest way I can explain to you what a luck-based strategy is, is to say that it's a strategy that you don't control. It's a strategy that doesn't work predictably and scientifically to get you the outcomes that you want. So the best example that I can give you of that is word of mouth. So let's say you're a coach and, um, you know, or a therapist or, or anything, really, any kind of service-based business. And the way that you get new clients is just through word of mouth. Now, I see people all the time who are really proud of that. Oh, I don't do any advertising. I never advertise. I never promote this business. I get all my clients through word of mouth. Now, look, there's something to be said for that because it means that you're doing a good job. If you're actually getting those clients, it means that you're doing a good job and your clients like you and they're referring their friends, which is fantastic. But the downside is that it is completely dependent on luck. What are you going to do this month if all of a sudden your clients don't send any business your way? What are you going to do this month if it's Christmas and everybody's busy or if it's summertime and everybody's traveling and nobody really thinks to send anybody to you? Now you're running a business that you don't control. You're running a business where all you can do is sit back and hope and cross your fingers and hope that those clients come in. So we call that cross your fingers marketing because that's all you can do. You're just got to sit there and hope. It's a passive strategy. And that's not the position that we want you to be in because that is so disempowering. I and mean, once you realize that the first big warning sign, like we talked about, is that the clients aren't coming in the door, the second big warning sign is that you don't have a way to make them come in the door consistently. And the reason is because you're using a strategy that depends on luck. Does that make sense? The other downside to depending on word of mouth is that you can't grow your business. You just can't. You can't scale your business. How are you going to do it? I mean, yeah, you can be more aggressive about asking your clients to refer their friends, but maybe they will and maybe they won't. And you can only ask them so many times before they start to get annoyed, right? So you're in a position where you can't scale. Your business, the, the, the amount of business that you're doing today based on a word of mouth strategy is probably the amount of business you're gonna be doing tomorrow if you're lucky and the next day and the day after that. And you might say to yourself, well, Russ, you know, hey, that's good enough for me, but really, is it? Think about it. You know, we do the show, we're talking about clients that are doing 100,000 a month, 200,000 a month, 300,000 a month. You're not gonna hit those numbers at all if you're dependent on word of mouth. It's, it's probably impossible. So by investing in a different strategy, a strategy that actually gives you some control over the clients coming in and allows you to do it predictably and scalably, now you've got a real business. Now you've got a real company. You've got something that you can scale. And if you want to keep that business at $100,000 a month, you can do that. If you want to go to $400,000 a month, you can do that too. But my point is now you are in the driver's seat. You're in control and you don't just have to sit there and hang back and hope that somebody sends some business your way because that's a terrible position to be in, guys. Russ, I also watch some people get overly ambitious and it's either out of ignorance or just you know blind optimism. But okay, they did a good month. They got four referrals this month. So then they want to start scaling. They want to start hiring people. They hire a mindset coach. They hire an admin. Next thing you know, the second month, they don't get those four or five new clients. The third month, they don't get. And what it also does is it wipes out your profit. Because you don't have a consistent influx of clients and you have what I what you said, you know, like cross your fingers marketing, the problem is those salaries are paid whether you have new clients or not. 
And so it doesn't work. The other way that I like to look at this too, Russ, is a different way is kind of like thinking, are your actions proactive and predictable or reactive and hope? And I really like proactive marketing that, you know, like you said, it's predictable, it's proactive and you can profit from it because you can scale that. And, you know, for every dollar I spend on marketing, I could get, you know, one call for every four calls. I get one enrollment for every one enrollment. And next thing you know, I can scale that. Now I can protect my profit margins. Now I can go ahead and scale to whatever level I want to serve to. And it's a completely different game. And, and keep in mind, guys, we're not against referral-based marketing. In fact, we do over seven figures a year from referral-based marketing. We could make a very compelling argument that we have the most, Im most impressive and successful referral-based marketing in the entire industry because we really deliver. But I don't want to base my business on that. To me, that's the cherry on the top of the ice cream. That's bonus money as far as I'm concerned. And we do that and we've built several seven-figure referral-based marketing. But for the core foundation of my business and my scale to protect myself, I want predictable marketing coming in, not cross-your-fingers marketing. Absolutely. And I'd also put content marketing in that cross your fingers marketing box. Now, look, I know you guys probably know by now that we talk about this a lot, but there's just so many people out there that think that building an Instagram following of, I don't know, 500,000 or a million people is going to be a passport to riches. And it isn't. And how do I know that? Because every single day we have people reaching out to work with us who have big followings and they're not making the money. I mean, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with someone where we start the conversation and, and I'm like, hey, you know, tell me what's working in your business. And they're like, well, you know, I have 800,000 followers on Instagram. I'm like, great. That's awesome. How much, how much uh, are you earning off of that? And they'll be like, oh, I'm making 510K a month. Now look, 510K a month is not chump change, right? That's pretty good. But it's nothing compared to the numbers that our clients are doing without a big following. So clearly, there's a huge difference between the number of followers you have and the income that you're making. And I really want you guys to understand that. And the reason that that's true is that content marketing is also a form of cross your fingers marketing. Because let's think about this. You're crossing your fingers, you're, you're putting out all this content, and you're crossing your fingers and you're hoping that somehow people are going to find it right? Which is a big if. And then you're crossing your fingers and you're hoping that they're going to be excited enough about what you have to say that they're going to actually be willing to buy something from you and not just consume your free stuff. And then you're crossing your fingers and hoping that at some point they're going to become a high ticket client. Now that strategy takes years to pull off. I mean, I don't think I've seen anybody do it in less than 12 months. And, and most of the time they, they can't do it at all because it's, it's the same nickel everyone is chasing. Everyone is chasing those same followers and everyone's using the same strategy. And to, and to be able to like really stand out from the crowd and then also monetize that, again, it's not under your control. So what is, what is would be to use a strategy like what we teach at Clients on Demand, which is to run ads, take those people to a presentation, then to a phone call, then to a high ticket sale. That's it. That's simple and it's predictable. We know that if we spend X on advertising, we're going to make Y back in revenue. It doesn't depend on anyone else. It doesn't depend on luck. It doesn't depend on like Mercury not being in retrograde or something. No, it's very simple and scientific and predictable. And it's also scalable. This is the strategy we were using when I was doing $100,000 a month. It's a strategy that we're using now that we're doing $1.5, $1.7 million a month. So it's a scalable strategy. And it takes people from clicking on your ad to enrolling with you as a new client in like 24 to 48 hours, even if they've never heard of you before. That's how powerful that strategy is. That's how powerful that it can be. And, but, but again, the best thing about it is that it is completely under our control. 
We control where we advertise. We control how much we spend on the ads. We control what the ads say. We control the whole process of taking someone from clicking the ad to becoming a client. And that's the kind of predictability that you want in your business. So if you're dependent on luck, it, you're, you're, it's a huge early warning sign. You know, I can tell you right now, you're going to be running into some big problems. Maybe not today, but in the future, you either will, you know, that, that source of, of referrals or whatever is going to dry up for you, or it's, uh, you, you know, you're not going to be able to scale your business and you're just going to be stuck at that same revenue level again and again. And then you'll be struggling to just even stay there and maintain that. So yeah, guys, do not depend on a luck-based strategy. Hope is not a strategy. If you're sitting there going, God, I hope the clients come in. Gosh, I hope I get a new client this month. You're totally on the wrong track. Makes sense? Explain to Russ, expand and, and talk about affiliates. I hear people talking about affiliates and I know you know a lot about it. What's the, what's the downside of affiliates as well? Sure. So when I was first starting out, guys, uh, launches were the big thing. And there's still a lot of people doing launches. Now, if you don't know what a launch is, it's like you've got a new video course, you've got a new, I don't know, workshop, you've got a new ebook, you've got something that's coming out. And instead of wanting to spend money on advertising, you're like, hey, let me go out there and recruit some affiliates. Now, affiliates are people that are going to send you traffic. They're going to promote your stuff to their audience in exchange for a commission. So maybe you're giving them 50% of whatever they sell or 80% of whatever they sell or whatever, and then you're keeping what's left over. Now, that's a strategy that was really popular back then. It's not as popular today, but you still see some big launches happening. Now, the, the reason that's not the best strategy is the same reason as the other ones. It's all beyond your control. Maybe your affiliates will mail for you and maybe they won't. Maybe your affiliates will promote you and maybe they won't. And you have to go out there and fight and fight and fight for every single affiliate to promote your stuff. And if they, and many times they have conditions, you know, back in the day, uh, the reason I didn't really like to use affiliates was that they would say, Hey Russ, uh, I'm going to promote this product for you, but I'm launching something of my own in six months and I'm not going to promote for you unless you turn around and then promote my stuff. And I would say, great, let me take a look at your stuff. And their stuff was terrible. And then I was in this terrible position too, because it's like, okay, great. This guy promoted for me. Now I got to promote for him, even though I don't really believe in his stuff. That's an awful position to be in. And luckily I never did it back then. But the whole reason we developed the strategy I just told you about of just going ad, presentation, phone call, new client is because I didn't want to have to deal with any of that garbage. You never want your business to depend on anyone else, not an affiliate. You don't want to depend on affiliates to send you business. You don't want to depend on your current clients to send you business. You don't want to do any of that stuff. Now, again, if your clients are sending you business, it's a great thing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But like Mark said, you don't want that to be the foundation of your business. The foundation of your business should be that you can turn advertising into profit. Let me say that again. The foundation of your business should be that you can turn advertising into profit because that is something predictable. That is something scientific. That is something that you can control. And if you cannot do that, I would even say you're not running a real business. Again, it's great to have a word of mouth. It's great to have referrals. Nothing wrong with it. But if that's the foundation of your business, you're never going to have real security because you got to just sit back and cross your fingers and hope that those new clients come in. And that's not really a strategy. So hopefully that makes sense, guys. All right, let's talk about the third, the third early warning sign that your coaching business is headed for disaster is that you're chronically overwhelmed and exhausted. You're chronically overwhelmed and exhausted. Now look, there's always gonna be some moments where you're overwhelmed, right? Happens to me, happens to our clients, happens to everybody, especially when you're making a big push to hit a new income goal. You know, if we're trying to make the jump from doing a million dollars a month, $2 million a month, there's gonna be times when we got really gotta put our heads down and get some work done. And in those moments, I'm going to get tired. You know, I might be exhausted. I might be a little bit overwhelmed if there's a lot going on. That's okay. The problem is, is when you're living there. If you are living in a state 
where you are constantly and chronically tired and worn out and beat up and overwhelmed, it's a really good indicator that you're just not doing something right in your business. Either you're committed to a strategy like content marketing, which is way too much work for way too little return, or you've just been sucked into some kind of strategy where you're just grinding and grinding and grinding. And there are a lot of people out there that'll tell you, hey man, rise and grind. You know, hey man, or you're an entrepreneur, wake up, grind, repeat. Guys, that's all BS, <laughs> okay? It's all nonsense. It just is. Yes, you have to buckle down. Yes, you have to get work done. But if the work you are doing is not making you happy, there is something wrong. Now look, again, when you're first starting out, you're going to have to do some work and there's going to be times when you're exhausted. That's okay. But if you're feeling like that all the time, where you're looking back over the last six months and you're like, I'm freaking miserable, something is wrong. Your strategy isn't working. Your strategy isn't efficient enough. It's too much work and not enough return. So it's really important that you check in with yourself on that. If you are chronically overwhelmed and exhausted, it's time to take a serious look at what you're doing because chances are, what you're, you could be getting a better result even more efficiently than you are now. That's part of where the overwhelm comes in, Russ, and that it's where you're working, you're working, working, and you don't see results. I see this when people are dieting, when they're doing all the stuff, they're trying, they're doing the workouts, they're doing this, and they aren't losing weight. Very quickly, there's a little switch in our head that gets really frustrated. And then the overwhelm comes in, and it's like, it's simply because they're not getting the result. I don't think people are lazy. I think people are putting their time in the wrong things. And then it becomes where you wake up exhausted, meaning you've been hammering this for six months and maybe get a client here, maybe a client there, but you're doing all the stuff that everybody said was supposed to start working and it's still not working. I remember you told the story about the blogging company. There was a client that came to us and said, oh, I'm really excited. I've been doing this blogging thing. He goes, well, how many clients? Oh, none. They said, you aren't going to know for a year. You got to blog two to three times a day. And then after a year, we'll know if it's working or not. Th that's just <laughs> ludicrous. Most people don't have the tenacity. Most people can't connect to the vision that long. That's a long time to go hoping it's going to work. And what happens though, when you're, when you're chronically overwhelmed and exhausted, usually it means you're not seeing the result. Because what I've noticed, Russ, is that when even when someone's working their butt off, when they're seeing overwhelming success, they are more energized than any other point in their life. It's like, oh my God, I got another new client. Oh my God, I got five new clients called. I did this, da, 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 and I got five more this week. Oh my God, I made more money in a week than a year. And there's an energy there when it starts to work. So to me, when I hear chronic overwhelm and exhausted, usually that's a huge indicator that it's not working and the person's on life support spiritually and energetically. That's a big Absolutely. warning sign for me because then they start looking for excuses. They start looking to make the smart move and give up on their dream and go get a job. You guys, success begets success. It's, it's really simple. You know, success begets success. When you get that first $5,000 client, it's like a shot in the arm. It's amazing. I mean, you feel like you could fly and then you do it again and then you do it again and then you do it again. And all of a sudden your capacity to work increases. Mm -hmm. You have more energy. You're more excited. You're more enthusiastic. You know, you, you have power. You feel powerful because you're not depending on crossing your fingers. I mean, think about how powerful you could be if anytime you wanted, you could bring in a new $5,000 client. You know, one of the, the greatest thing about, about having money is just not the stuff. It's the stuff that you don't have to think about. You know, something comes up in my life. I don't even have to think about it. I can just fix it. You know what I mean? I can focus on what I really want to focus on, which is helping my clients and making the world a better place. So just understand, guys, that that the freedom that success creates, it's, you know, it's really going to rescue you 
from that feeling of chronic overwhelm and, and chronic burnout. And uh, if that's what you're feeling, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good sign that your strategy just, it just isn't working, period. Now, I want to say one other thing. And um, this might, you know, at the risk of getting a little bit woo-woo, okay? The truth is that what you are doing is just as important as the energy that you're doing it from. So one thing that was a huge discovery for me is that if I was operating out of, I don't know, desire, or I was operating out of pride, like, oh, my coaching business should be better. I'm better than this. I'm better than this. Or it's like, oh man, I'm stuck here and I really want to be here you know, or operating out of anger or frustration or fear. I don't want to lose my business. I got I to gotta work harder. I got to work harder so I don't lose this thing. A lot of you guys are using those negative emotions as a way to motivate you. And that's okay, but it's got limitations to it. I want to introduce you to the idea that a better and more powerful motivation for you is love. You can work your ass off because you're afraid of losing your business, or you can do that exact same activity because you love your clients and you love yourself, and you love your family. And if you do it from that motivation of love, everything you do is going to be better, <laughs> okay? Even if you're doing the exact same activities, doing them from a feeling of fear or anger or doubt is, is gonna burn you out. It just is. But doing it from a feeling of love, man, now you can work all day. Mark, you know, my, my, dad, uh, my dad actually passed away a few weeks ago, guys, and um, you know, he started out selling insurance, selling life insurance. And, and life insurance is a really hard thing to sell. It's really, it's, it's much harder than selling coaching mm -hmm. because the conversation starts with, hey, one day you're going to pass away. Do you want to have insurance when that happens? It's not an easy conversation to have with people. And my dad would, uh, this is back in the, the early 80s, late 70s, you know, my dad would like go door to door, uh, knocking on doors and, and, and selling life insurance. And, and I can't imagine how difficult that must have been for him. But there were times when, it's like he couldn't, you know, he didn't want to go on another appointment. He didn't want to knock on another door. He didn't want to make another phone call. And what he would do is he would take a little yellow post-it note and he would write, do it for your kids. And he would put that on his phone. And that gave him the strength to keep going. You know, we'll only do so much for ourselves, right? We'll only do so much to make, an, make some extra money or to, to, you know, alleviate our feelings of fear or, or self-doubt. But when we do things out of love, whether it's love for your family, love for your clients, love for your business, love for yourself, when you do things out of love, your capacity to work and your capacity to endure is magnified a thousand times. So if you're in chronic overwhelm, I want to invite you to, yes, look for a new strategy. But once you have that new strategy, try to act as best you can with love as your primary motivator. And I think if you do that, you're going to find not only you're going to do a better job at everything you do, but you're also going to feel that that burden of being a business owner is going to feel much, much, much lighter. It's like a weight's going to come off your shoulders, that anger you're carrying around, that fear you're carrying around. And you're worried that if you get rid of the anger, you get rid of the fear, you're not going to be motivated. You'll be motivated. Just replace that motivation with love and everything you do will be better and more powerful. I promise you. I love that, Russ. And the part that I love is that when you're doing that, that's a big part of what our clients and what we're doing is we're always looking for who's the next Lydia. You know, Lydia helps end eating disorders. And then um, I think she's helped 483 women last year end an eating disorder. Or who's the next Meg and Alfred? They help save marriages and they've saved hundreds and hundreds of marriages. 
And it's kind of like, that's part of what keeps us going is that when you understand, and this stacks back to what Russ said, when money's not a problem anymore, this is where you get to spend all your time is looking for the other clients that still need you. And so all three of these kind of come back and, and play together where at the end of the day, it's like when you're on purpose and you're serving your, with your gift to go make the world a better place, you will have the energy. So to me, that overwhelm and exhaustion is also because it's not working. And also the, Russ is right. The energy you're bringing to it is probably underneath all of it is scarcity. Oh my God, I need another client. And uh, at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about how many clients can you liberate out of their suffering and out of their pain. And that's where you get that next level juice that comes and that will activate you like nothing else. Uh, and that's where the fun comes. So pretty amazing. And Russ, maybe you remember the movie. I think it was Heartbreak Ridge about the uh, Medal of Honor winner in Okinawa. And yeah. remember, he'd go up to the and he single handedly saved 72 people and lowered them down the rope. And, and what drove him was, God, help me find one more. And then he'd get one and then he'd, you know, put him down. His hands were bleeding. And then he'd go get another one. And he goes, uh, let me find one more. Let me find one more. I'm pretty sure that's the one that it was. It wasn't Heartbreaker. Do you remember which movie that was, Russ? No. It had super, uh, the guy that played Spider-Man, that the skinny guy. Um, But it Toby was about a, a pacifist who didn't want to uh, bring a weapon. And he ended up. Oh, going, yeah. Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. That's it. Yeah. And, but then at the top of that, he went and used his gifts to save lives. And it was right. like, in a lot of us, that's what a lot of us are doing out there. And, but what I remember that one thing, he said, God, help me find one more. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's part of what our team does. That's what we're doing for is looking for those people who without our help are not going to make it. What would this, your business look like if you found just one more and that will give you the energy to get through. And all of a sudden your bank account will reflect it as well. Yeah, guys, look, we talk a lot about money and we talk a lot about results. And the reason we do that is I just want you to know that our clients are succeeding and we're not saying it to brag. We're just trying to let you know, like, hey, if you want results, here's where the results are, because there's a lot of people who have a lot of hype in their marketing and whatever, but they just don't have the results to back it up. You know, they might be doing great, but their clients are really struggling. Our clients are crushing it. And so we want you to know that not to brag, but to, to expand your vision of what might be possible for you. And so I just want to let you know, guys, that as you grow your business, as much as you possibly can, try to operate from that place of love where your attention isn't on yourself. Your attention is on the people that you're helping. And how can I serve these people in a bigger, grander, more powerful way? One of the happiest discoveries of my life was that the more we focused on that, the more we focused on love, the more we focused on getting our clients great results, the more money we made. And that's the opposite of what the world is going to tell you. The world is going to tell you, hey, man, if you want to be successful, you got to be a hard ass. If you want to be successful, you got to lie. You got to cheat. You got to bend the rules. And I'm here to tell you that is nonsense. The more integrity we bring to this work, the more love we bring to this work, the more our business grows and the more money we make. It's a beautiful thing. And that's what we want for you too. So look, guys, those are the three big warning signs, right? Number one, you don't have enough clients coming in the door. If you don't, you got to do something about that. Number two, you're depending on a luck-based strategy. And number three, you're just chronically overwhelmed and exhausted. Now, look, if you're experiencing any of those or all of those, then we want to help. So I want to invite you to book a call with our team. Here's how that works. We'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes. You can tell us everything that's working in your business, everything that's not working. You can tell us what your goal is, whether it's 50K a month, 100K a month, or, or even more than that. And what we'll do is we'll talk on the phone for about 45 minutes. We'll ask you some questions. We'll put our heads together and we'll identify what are the exact next steps that you should be taking to scale your business to that level and beyond. 
There's no charge for this call. It is absolutely free and it will be the best 45 minutes you have ever spent working on your business. So if you want to grab that appointment, I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash talk. Go to that link, book that call, and uh, we will call you at the appointment time that you chose and we'll get into it. And it will be the best 45 minutes you've ever spent working on your business. And like I said, it is completely free. Now, Russ, why are you doing this? Why is it free? We're doing it because once we put that plan together, we know that you're probably going to want to work with us to implement that plan. And if that's what you want to do, great, we can talk about that. But if you don't, that's cool too. Our goal, like I said, is to love and serve you and to give you total clarity on what your next steps should be. And if you're like most of the people we talk to with the strategy that we're going to be sharing with you, you should be able to drop about 80 to 90% of the marketing busy work that you've been doing, which is a big part of the reason why you don't have those clients coming in the door and you're dependent on luck and you're, you're chronically exhausted and overwhelmed. That's what we want to save you from. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk and book that appointment to speak to us. Mark, any parting shots? Yeah, um, kind of stacking on what we're talking about, guys. Don't, you know, we started this talk about having an honest conversation with your business and, and start by looking at your bank account. Uh, it's not about the money, but if you're out of business, you're not helping anybody. And part of this is why we want to get you guys rocking is so that you can get money out of the way. And money represents clients that you've served out of pain. So how many people are you committed to serving out of pain this year? Number two is, is your strategy going to get you there? Russ, you said it earlier, but Einstein, I think originally said it, the definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Um, there are people crushing it right now in your niche. There are people getting clients like crazy and serving them and impacting them. So add your name to that list, book the call. Let's chat. Let's decide whether or not you might not know if this will work for you. And we don't either until we talk. That's why we do the call. Let's talk and find out if we can help. And if we can, we'll show you what that looks like. If something else is better, we'll steer you to that. We've got no heartburn doing that either, but let's chat and let's see if we can help you have the best year of your life. All right, that's going to do it for us today, guys. Mark, thanks so much for being with us. Go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk and book that call, and we will catch you guys on the next show. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. A brand new episode will be released every Wednesday, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash C-A-L-L and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging, whether that's $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 or more. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy that you should be using to reach them. Remember, building an incredible coaching business or professional services company does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped clients from all over the world scale their businesses to six or seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. So to see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Ruffino, and let's talk soon.